0: So, today I am bringing you a special episode just for February because it is the month of love and connection. The author of the fantastic book, How to Fall in Love, Catherine Baldwin. She's joining me here today in sunny Dorset as we crouch around my coffee table, sharing one microphone to bring you this very special episode. We are going to get up close and personal and bring you some fantastic tips, not just how to fall in love, stay in love, but how to connect with one another more deeply, more meaningfully, and in a way that will last a lifetime. So listen up. Here we go. Let's go to the show. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, Success Coach and Trusted Counselor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips, and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head. With what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. So I am now joined by Catherine Baldwin, who is the love coach. As February is the month of love and all the focus of this month is uh, about connection, what better guest to invite along than you, Catherine? Hello, Viv. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Catherine is the author of a book called How to Fall in Love, and I have personally read her book. And I'm busy applying the revelations and the knowledge I gained. A bit more about that later. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the bit in the book where you said you don't have to break down to break through, and that was actually the title of my very first podcast. So, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. Um, Catherine also hosts How to Fall in Love Retreats, right here in Cozy Dorset and abroad. Yeah. And Catherine specialises in helping clients to break free from unhealthy and dysfunctional relationship patterns, to build their self-esteem and self-worth, drawing from her expertise as well as her personal experience. In June 2019, at 48... After many years of singleness and failed relationships, Catherine finally married her perfect match, her (laughs) big oak. (laughs) Catherine's got a diploma in counselling and is an Oxford University graduate and also a fellow of the School for Social Entrepreneurs. I'd like Mm -hmm. to know more about that. Sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. Her relationship journey and expertise are featured in magazines such as Psychologies, Red, Good Housekeeping and Easy Living. The Guardian and The Daily Mail, and you have appeared on Woman's Hour and Newsnight. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was on Woman's Hour on Monday, just gone.
0: Fantastic. I guess we can listen to that again on... uh... Yeah,
1: it's on Catch Up, yeah, Monday the 3rd of February. Um, We were talking about extreme unhealthy relationships with narcissists and how to break that pattern. And of course, it's all about self-esteem and building your own sense of self. Yeah.
0: Wow. I know you're going to get so much insight from today uh, because whether you're in a relationship or not, there's going to be some brilliant takeaways for you. So I'm excited to have a fellow relationship builder and healer here on the show because that is what I see myself as, as whether my clients are coming to heal their personal relationships or their relationships with their parents, their children or their other family members. And with new business owners and entrepreneurs, they might want to work on building relationships with their ideal customers and clients. Often when we get to work, we start having open, honest, and frank conversations. Mm -hmm. I quite often find teaching that self-love first. So before you can truly love another, you do have to learn to love yourself. So let's dive
1: in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Catherine, tell us, what is it you actually do? good question. Um, I help people to reclaim their true selves, Mm -hmm. rediscover their true selves, to connect with their feelings on a really deep level and their intuition so that they can have healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. beginning with themselves and then healthy relationships with others. And a big focus of my work is in the area of love, dating, and relationships, so helping single women and men to find love. But I also work with women or men who want to change their lives, Mm -hmm. who want to transform their experience of their life or transform their career or how they're living their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of this comes from my own personal experience of finding love late in life because Mm -hmm. I had to change a lot of my patterns and reconnect with myself mm-hmm. and also changing my life. You know, I used to be a, a political journalist mm-hmm. in London, a foreign correspondent before that. Um, and I had to understand eventually, once I'd burnt out and broken down mm-hmm. in that profession, that that no longer suited me and was, mm-hmm. wasn't was aligned with my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So it's about helping people reconnect to their authentic selves mm-hmm. and understand their blocks to happiness to love and walking through their fears to um true relationship with themselves and Mm -hmm. with another and with others
0: yeah but you know how do you I I kind of you know how do you do that because that that sounds sort of scary yeah
1: (laughs) um how do you do it I think, um, probably like you, because of life experience, Mm -hmm. coupled with the skills that we have picked up over the years, Mm -hmm. um, I know that when I speak to clients, I'm able to read between the lines, Mm. or read behind the lines, or look or see behind the facade. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I always feel like I am succeeding when my dear clients cry in my sessions yeah. and I think that's how we do it we do it by deconstructing ourselves I talk about a process of deconstruction mm-hmm. so who, who am I today and what is this facade that or this um, you know tower that I have built mm-hmm. this fortress that I have built and why have I built that? Mm-hmm. What am I protecting myself against? What mm-hmm. am I defending myself against? Mm-hmm. And how do I slowly start removing the blocks? Mm-hmm. And I think I can I can see the blocks yeah. and I can I, I am able to, you know, to listen to people and 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 hear what they're not saying mm-hmm. and then maybe edge them in that direction so that they can open up and be vulnerable with themselves and yeah. with others. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's not that easy to describe how we do it, but it's, you know, it's a process of unfolding Mm -hmm. and seeing someone suddenly become more vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody cry, they might not have cried for a long time, Mm -hmm. or they might have cried about other things, but not about their own pain. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't want to say that we all have to discover our own pain or be in pain because we don't you know a lot of the work can be lighter and mm-hmm. we can move people forwards um yeah yeah but the pain is often the source of transformation yeah for yeah. all of us yeah. and if going there where the pain is and going where the fear is mm-hmm. I think that that is how we transform yeah. so um I suppose and also I I do it because I open up about my struggles and my vulnerabilities uh-huh. and it creates space for the other person to do the same yeah. and that's why the retreats work really well for example because you know i'm sharing from my heart openly and vulnerably and encouraging other people to do the same and then once one person starts everyone starts yeah. and then you you break down barriers yeah. um yeah. so
0: that's so, yeah, I, I can identify with what you're saying there. And also, you, you, your lovely description of the tower there. And I was just saying that, things can be a bit lighter. I often talk about Shrek. I like the movie Shrek a lot. And Shrek used to talk about people like onions. It's like you have to peel back the layers.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's some crying involved. Have you ever tried chopping an onion without okay. crying? You know, that doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it's not so easy. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's really good. How do you think it changes the way that your clients feel? You know, what
1: suits? Um, I think how does it change how they feel they um, they feel more connected to themselves and one of the things I talk about on my courses and in the book and on my retreats is softening. Mm. so a lot of people who come to work with me, I do work a lot with professional high achieving women mm. and you know, I count myself in that category, and and you too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, previously my professional high achieving persona was very hard. Mm. Um, I didn't do vulnerability. I didn't ask for help, mm. and I wore a mask, and all the struggles were hidden uh-huh. behind this external. And I think um, I've forgotten the question. How do people feel? <laughs> yeah. Um, softer. Yeah. more vulnerable um, to begin with. And they might feel um, at the beginning, they might think, oh, this is awful. (laughs) I feel terrible. But the point is they are connecting with how they're actually feeling. They're removing the crutches. So my history is uh, I had a binge eating disorder. So Mm -hmm. food was one of the things I used to to disconnect from my feelings and Uh to give me uh, courage. Um, some people use alcohol or cigarettes or work or relationships. So A lot of us have our crutches. Mm -hmm. So we let go of those crutches. So, so we do feel even more vulnerable at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but we also feel lighter and then we start growing in self-esteem. So we feel, you know, a lot of my work is to help people feel more grounded, more rooted, Mm -hmm. more connected to themselves, Mm -hmm. perhaps connected to the earth or connected to the universe, mm-hmm. more connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately they feel more courageous or able to be courageous, uh-huh. more self-aware, yeah. um, so their eyes open to things that they kind of knew were going on but they didn't really want to recognise. So eyes are open, more self-aware, and um, on their journey. Oh, yeah. Gosh.
0: I mean, hands up there, definitely recognised myself when you were describing that uh, persona, that those hard edges, not asking for help, you know, definitely hiding behind that success and uh, being driven. And But I think a lot of that as well, I don't know, what do you think about, you know, how much that is about society as well and what we society views as success?
1: Yeah, I think... A lot of it does come from what society views as success, and then, and then some people can 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 be driven, and it can be manageable for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then I think some of us who might be more deeply wounded, mm-hmm. or wounded at mm-hmm. all. Um, so, for example, my drive um, was very much born out of my wounds, my pain. Um, mm-hmm an unstable childhood, um, a feeling that I needed to win love and love and um, yeah just you know parents divorcing, dad moving out how can I how can I get him to love me more mm-hmm. or how can I make my mom's life easier? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I stop them from struggling you know how can I be perfect? how can I achieve? And also that fierce independence, because in my case, there was no safety net. Mm-hmm. There was no, uh, th- it didn't feel like there was a safety net financially or mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. So I had to be the, my own safety net. Yeah. So you become very controlling. Yeah you also become very good at stuff.
0: You so, <laughs> know, <has some> benefits. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, the, you know, hence all the high-achieving women I, I come across. Uh, you know, you I was a foreign correspondent. I traveled all over the world. I lived in Brazil and Mexico. I lived in London and reported on politics and traveled with the prime minister and was very good at my job, you know, asked questions in press conferences and mm. um, flew on planes in disaster zones. So, you, you know, you become this incredible survivor yeah. um, who kind of can take on the world and achieve anything. And, you know, some people might be able to carry on like that. Yeah. But for me, I started to, um, the crutches I was using stopped working. Mm-hmm. So the food was no longer, it caused me more pain mm-hmm. than than the sort of the, the hit that I got from it. Yeah. Um and so that stopped working and then the 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 facade started crumbling, and I realized that I'm not happy in this job, that it's not my authentic self mm-hmm. that I'm lonely that I'm carrying a lot of pain, and mm-hmm. uh the facade all started crumbling um and I've forgotten your question again <laughs> uh, no, I think you <laughs> asked my question
0: because I think that and i and i you know i'm I'm speaking from. perspective of of hundreds of clients I've worked with over the years and whilst all our stories are different and unique what is shared is that common theme around the emotions and also that you know your history your earliest experience whether that sets you up with the foundations like you say for that drivenness to be sustainable or whether it's propped up by you know crutches as you describe them which ultimately can just get knocked away somehow you know and and quite often people come to me when they've had a life crisis Mm. Um, but in my charity we work specifically in those first um, you know two years of life to to hopefully build the brain structure so that foundation is there so you know people go forwards without needing the props but many of us like you say have, have had you know different life experiences that have not perhaps set us up for um, that sort of emotional resilience, the sense of self yeah. in our place in the world. And, and you talked about trust. Um, and I think that that's, you know, a huge thing, which, you know, can easily be undermined, particularly as a young person, when we haven't got all the, the intellect to process the emotions that we're experiencing, the things that are around us at the time too. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, you feel like you can only trust yourself. And then, so then that beca- you become very self-sufficient, and very controlling mm. and not asking for help and not letting anyone in. And the other question is, what's, what's the motive for my achievement? Mm. Um, because I think that was one of the problems I ran up against. Um, you know, I kept climbing, climbing, climbing this ladder, mm-hmm. and eventually I realized that I was trying to get something that I didn't get as a child. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get approval and, and acclaim and and love ultimately. I was trying to fix, fix my past yeah. through my job, through my <laughs> present. And that doesn't work. Mm. You know, the only way to fix that is by gently reparenting ourselves and yeah. giving ourselves what we didn't get mm. um, from the inside out rather than trying to get it through, you know, a, a really amazing mm. CV or a great job or a big salary or a big mm. car. Um, that's so beautiful what you said there gently reparenting ourselves mm, yeah yeah yeah. and it's it's not an easy process and uh, you know I'm still trying to do it
0: yeah
1: um, well I was going to just about to ask you
0: actually funny enough, what is your biggest mindset challenge right now because obviously you've done masses to transform your life and to be living your authentic self and you know really living a way that's much more aligned to who you truly are but you're human I guessing so <laughs> what's your biggest mindset challenge right
1: now yeah but it's, it's a continuation of the things I used to struggle with mm. I think so you know I used to work for a big multinational I had bosses and I by trying to deliver to them mm-hmm. I burned out mm-hmm. now I work for myself I am my own boss and I have incredibly high standards and I continue to be very driven and I think the same uh, difficulties that, you know, the, the the reasons why I worked so hard in my first profession, obviously they're still there, that they, they are transforming, but um, I still do too much. Mm. I work too hard. I, I still struggle with self-love and self-care. I mean, I, I'm so much better than I used to do. I don't binge eat, I don't harm myself with food. I don't get drunk anymore, you know, all the things that I survived on for years. But I think managing my growing business in a way that is healthy and balanced for me and Mm self-loving, because as you know, if we're not healthy and well, we can't give to anyone else. Um, Absolutely. And I I like giving and I enjoy my job Mm -hmm. and um, I am very motivated, um, but I have to you know, saying no, mm-hmm. saying no when you're at capacity, yeah. um, taking, stepping back, taking time out, um, taking holidays, all those yeah. things. I, I have a very active mind and, you know, getting good sleep, all those things that, you know, Yeah. so my, my challenges remains. Um, well, this is the one of the things I talk about actually um, in my coaching is how to achieve our full potential while maintaining our well-being. Yes, and that remains my challenge. So yeah. I believe I still have huge potential mm-hmm. to, um, you know, write more books and touch more people's lives and um, do more speaking and 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 coaching and so forth. So I'm not at my full potential. Mm-hmm. So how do I reach my full potential without burning out, mm-hmm. without exhausting myself? without getting ill, without damaging the relationship that I finally found, you know. Yeah, Um, and that personal integrity. You know,
0: you've built yourself and in your life to sustain you.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, how do we, like you say, keep growing and maintaining those boundaries that
1: we've, you know, that personal
0: integrity that we've worked so hard to achieve so far. Yeah. I like say, I can really
1: see that. And and we talk to the clients about it all the time, don't we? You know, self-love, self-care and taking breaks and um and I have to remind myself every day I have to walk Mm -hmm. the walk yeah um yeah yeah indeed
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how about can you share with us today one
1: tool that you found really useful in fact something you wish you'd know (laughs) right at the outset so I'm going to share something really simple which is at the beginning of my courses and my retreats and I often um talk about it at the start of coaching Mm -hmm. which is it's a form of meditation but it's actually connect it's just connecting with ourselves Mm -hmm. so it is about closing our eyes Mm -hmm. finding a safe comfortable place closing our eyes connecting to our breath and getting in tune with our breathing feeling relaxed and grounded and then placing our hand on our heart and trying to connect with what is inside our heart. Mm-hmm. So, if my heart could speak, what would it say? How is my heart feeling? Is my heart open or closed? Is it cold? Is it warm? Um, and doing something like that, and you can also place your hand, you know, across your chest, mm-hmm. or some people like to do it on their stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about. Remembering that we are human beings rather than human doings Mm -hmm. and um, about being, and you can find your own path to this, but there's something for me about connecting with my body and especially with the heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first step of my book is step inside. And I find that by placing my hand on my heart, Mm. I can lead my attention inside to my heart and then I can have a little rummage around and think what's going on in there because what is going on in there is often what's driving our behaviors yes and if there's grief and pain in there we might be um, trying to avoid it yeah and so we'll be working too hard or running Mm -hmm. too fast or getting into messy relationships Mm -hmm. um but if you know there's grief and pain and pain in there Mm -hmm. You can say, "Okay, I feel my grief. I feel my pain," yeah. and um, and then you can go, "Oh, I understand why I was behaving in that crazy way." Yes. So, yes. so what happens to me when I have feelings I can't um, that feel too much for me? Mm-hmm. Like right now, my mum is very unwell. It mm-hmm. um, causes a lot of grief and pain, and I've noticed that as the grief has risen my level of work has increased ah, so yeah. the more sad I feel the busier I get because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel my sadness Amazing. but that's a, a dangerous route because I know what happens at the end because I've been there it's mm-hmm. like burnout and breakdown yeah. so um even though the feelings hu- hurt it's in my interests to actually feel them mm. so finding some sort of tool and it could be that one or or it could be a guided meditation, or walk on the beach, or touching a tree, or standing mm. on the grass. Something that connects you with how you are feeling.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And as you were talking there, I mean, maybe people won't be able to see, but you you were holding your hand on your heart, and the energy in the room shifted straight away from, oh, busy, let's do this, let's get this podcast, yes, it's going to be great, to really grounding us and being here in the room I feel that it's beautiful and honor you for sharing your experience then and hopefully the listeners have been able to (coughs) connect with that in a way um that I certainly did sitting here with you today that was really beautiful thank you
1: yeah it's it's interesting because it's so simple Mm. but people have said that it's something that they don't do very often yeah yeah and it really connects Mm. with them
0: when you've had that insight and opening of your heart, as you described so beautifully there, it's like, God, oh, I want everyone to know about this. You know, it doesn't have to be so hard and also <laughs> lonely is the word you used, you know. But taking that moment to connect with ourselves is really scary if you're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I think that's It is the...
1: because we might not like what we feel. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: there's also sometimes I think that, well, (coughs) if I start crying, will it ever stop? You know, if I open up that and (laughs) try to reassure my clients that usually most people stop crying after about 10 minutes. (laughs) There's this biological thing about it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, But (coughs) it's never too much, really. But having someone to share that with is what makes our work so beautiful, I think. Yeah. Um, And quite often in the podcast, I've tried to uh, bring some mindset. So and. More often than not, I am saying, breathe, breathe, you know, because we forget the power of our breath just to help us slow down for that moment, take a moment for ourselves and just to check in yeah. where we're at. Absolutely. So that has been amazing. I've still got a few questions left. If you've got some time, you feeling okay for this? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So here's a lovely question I was thinking about. What moment would you most like to
1: relive? Gosh, what a question. What moment would I most like to relive? Well, what comes immediately is my wedding day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cuz it was um in June yeah. last year, so 20, 2019. Mm-hmm. And that might sound like a quite a common answer, but I suppose for me it was such a big deal because It was my first wedding. I was 48. Mm -hmm. I had been uh, on this relationship journey for so many years, trying to sort my relationships out. I got there in the end. And um, the morning of my wedding was actually really stressful Mm -hmm. and not enjoyable. I think I'd overestimated the number of people I wanted in my room. Mm -hmm. And my mum couldn't come at the last minute. Mm -hmm. um, So I didn't have... Either parent there because my dad passed away. Um, And it brought up a lot of feelings for me in that morning. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then the moment when I stepped outside, I'd had so much stress and I'd felt quite upset in the morning. And then I stepped outside and um, felt the breeze, and it was a summer's day and it was Mm -hmm. really warm. And then The music started and we were outdoors. It was an outdoors wedding and we walked down, I walked down the aisle with, aisle, it was a, you know, in between the chairs outside in the garden. And I saw my husband who um, doesn't dance in public, hates Mm -hmm. dancing. I'm the dancer in the family, but he was dancing at the aisle, at the end of the aisle in front of everyone because... I like dancing and because he loves me. So that moment, I think, when we, when I saw him and it, I just had this massive smile on my face. Oh. The rest of the day was was fabulous. And um, yeah, I think um, it was such a big deal. It was such a milestone oh, in mm. my personal development. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we are so lucky to live here in Dorset. It's such a beautiful place to be. And I know that... Some of your favourite me time activities are sea swimming and walking on the beach and mountain biking. What are the three things that give you the most energy, sort of really lift you and light you
1: up? Exercise and especially um, swimming in the sea. Yeah. Because not only is that exercise actually it's not really the exercise element of that I love it's the playfulness Uh so um, often I go in and I'm I'm on my own and there's the whole sea all for me Mm. and um, especially if there are waves it just takes me right back to my child my Mm. inner child and Uh my childhood and um, makes me very happy so not only do I get the um, you know serotonin boost and the adrenaline from going in the cold sea but there's something about the playfulness of it. So that, uh, and then, what was the question again? What could be the most... Three things that give you the most energy. Give me the yeah. most energy. <clears throat> um, I think I just have to keep coming back to, well, actually singing. I'll say singing and note to self and note to all your listeners, I promise I must get myself to another choir mm-hmm. um, because uh, singing gives me a lot of joy. I'm not the world's best singer and... Uh, I know that, mm-hmm. but um, I really love it. And interestingly, you mentioned breathing. And mm. I think because of my history and I have tended to have quite shallow breaths mm-hmm. and there's something about singing that encourages deeper breathing. And I think yeah. that's why it it calms the nervous system yeah. and it brings a lot of joy. It's also done in community, yeah. in groups, mm-hmm. Um So singing and um, dancing obviously would have to be the final one. I love, (laughs) I absolutely love dancing, and I'm not doing it often enough. But um, yeah, I love disco dancing, and I also dance salsa. And um, so dancing. Um
0: amazing i love to dance and sing and go in the season we oh, have brilliant. A lot yeah. in common have do all those things <laughs> together and it's interesting singing seems to have had a real resurgence recent resurgence recently i've not lots of community choirs um, springing up everywhere people feeling the benefits for their mental health but also their general well-being And i think that whole breathing thing is is, is really key to that and um I loved as well that you connected these things to that inner child, to that playfulness. Because I find sometimes we can get really heavy down and some of these things as being a grown up can be feel heavy. But when we tap into that inner child, that playfulness, suddenly life becomes manageable again. Mm-hmm. It's like one of these you know, great ways of just tapping into some creativity and freeing up our minds a little bit rather than getting trapped in
1: the heaviness of yeah. some of the aspects of being a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, it's perspective, isn't it? It gives yeah. perspective. And I think that's what I love about the sea actually, because it's so vast. And yeah. if you're in it on your own and um you look up at the sky and you think, oh gosh, what was I why am I worrying about, you know, yeah. it just brings me back to earth and reality and, and gives me perspective. Mm,
0: fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. I have got one more questions, but before I go to that one, Tell the uh, listeners a little bit about your courses and what you've got going on right now that you might want to get involved in.
1: So, um, yeah, my next uh, face-to-face retreat um, is in Southbourne uh-huh. in uh, here in Dorset. Um, and that's on February the 28th. So that's a, a three-day wonderful experience. Um, yeah, it's, it's really... I've only got a few places left on that. It's a really lovely mm-hmm. experience. It's all, all women and... Um, that's a how to fall in love retreat. I've got another one of those in May actually. Um, And then uh, if anyone wants to join me in Turkey, I take my how to fall in love retreat to Turkey in October Mm -hmm. with um, amazing boat trips and visits to the beach and swimming pool. And it's absolutely transformational, um, fun personal development holiday. I have my online courses. So um, I have two courses, Laying the Foundations, mm-hmm. How to Fall in Love, Laying the Foundations, and How to Fall in Love, Date with Courage, Clarity, and Confidence. Mm-hmm. So they are mm-hmm. online courses, which can be taken on your own, in your own time, or as groups. So I have um, another group course starting um, in late March, mm-hmm. Laying the Foundations. Cool. And Date with Courage will follow that on. Mm-hmm. So I have those. And... Um, what else do I have I have my book obviously uh-huh. um how to fall in love so where would people find all this
0: how, how do they get hold of you
1: yeah so um my website is katherinebaldwin.com mm-hmm. or I also have howtofallinlove.co.uk so both of those would um take people to me and mm-hmm. on there you can find my retreats and my courses um or you can find me on um instagram at Catherine.Baldwin Dot mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. Just Google Catherine Baldwin, and you'll find on oh, Facebook Catherine Baldwin. Pretty and much find your me. name
0: will say it all. Yeah, find my name.
1: Find <laughs> okay. my name, or how to fall in love. Well, we'll definitely
0: put uh, the links in the show notes as well. and Make that easy for everybody. Um, so, my final question for you is: What was the best compliment you've ever received? Gosh, what
1: a difficult question! What's the best compliment I've ever received? I think when people say lots of people have said this not lots but several that when I smile my eyes light up so you can see the smile mm-hmm. reflected in my eyes so I am quite a smiley person mm-hmm. um and yeah I have you know I have my ups and downs I have I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an extreme person so I'm extremely happy or <laughs> or sort of down in the dumps um but uh yeah, I think uh, when people notice your smile and how it lights up your eyes, Oh, how my smile lights up my eyes, yeah. yeah.
0: That's so lovely. And I think I can, live testimony to that, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, having sat so closely with you for this interview, um, I definitely can see that passion within you to, to help others, to transform their lives. And that that journey that you've been on, how instrumental that's been, to the key to your success now I mean isn't that bizarre yeah and yeah it's it's so much there and when you smile I think you really are shining
1: thank you thank, thank you, you. Yeah.
0: thank you so much for joining me today it's been absolute pleasure and lovely to get to know you a bit deeper and I'm going to encourage all my listeners to connect with you and keep connecting all month reach out be vulnerable and ask for more you yeah know, Be more honest, cut the small talk, and just be real. Mm. And if you can't do that, then smile, because that will light up the world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that?